welcome back to the Chief Wellbeing Officer podcast. Uh, I'm currently in Amsterdam. I'm recording this introduction in a hotel in Amsterdam. I was working with Uber yesterday and I ended up stuck. My flight, my onward flight was, was cancelled due to the high winds and storms that have been affecting uh, Holland and, and Germany the last couple of days. So I'm actually on my way to see uh, Rory uh, in, in the Scottish Highlands for some work and and, and social uh, activities and we may record the next episode as a, a Scottish Highland special. So more on that uh, to, to follow. This episode is the Joyous Republic of Gifgaf and today is a very grey Friday in Amsterdam but this uh, episode is based on the concept of Blue Monday which you'll come to understand as we get through the interview. I had a very good uh, conversation with Kim Faura, Chief Commercial Officer, and Alistair Gill, the People Partner at GIFGAF. And we talked on a lot of things. Uh, again, you know, I'm always trying to keep these podcasts to kind of 15, 20 minutes and the main interview at about 15 so that I can give a more detailed introduction. But as with previous conversations, you know, it just it was so interesting that I didn't want to stop uh, on that on that day, or either edit too heavily. Uh, so that was about twenty three minutes in conversation with with Kim and and Alistair, and we focused on the the culture at Giftgaf. You know how they are trying to create a very positive culture, uh, which was you know showcased by the event uh, the event that took place on on Blue Monday. Um, you know, there's two hundred and fifty plus people now. Um, they're they're moving to a new office space soon and they're looking at you know how they can improve engagement emotional connection at work and how they can do that from the bottom up rather than that being an initiative prescribed by by management so there's a lot of really good um points raised by by kim and alistair uh, and i really uh, enjoyed my conversation with them so here it is episode four the joyous republic of gifgaf enjoy So hello, um, I'm here in uh, in London today. I'm here in Gifgaf uh, with Kim Faura, who's the Chief Commercial Officer of the company, and Alistair Gill, who's the, the People Partner. Um, so we've had a great day here. It's um, Blue Monday, Kim, right? It is, yes. Um, can you? So what, what's Blue Monday? Why, you know, what is that, and and why why am I here for Blue Monday? So yeah, we've created something about. Blue Monday over the past years, and it's more because I mean, Giftgaf. One of our values is, is positivity, and uh, we always felt there's no space for Blue Monday at Giftgaf. Blue Monday is something kind of made up, but it's meant to be uh, the most depressing day of the year. Why? Because um, kind of more in depth than ever. You've you've uh, were paid in December before Christmas. You've had to spend quite a lot. You're still a long time away, so two weeks away until your next payday, the end of January. And uh, it's, you're also in that position that you've come from Christmas, so it's a long break. You probably had enough time to uh, create a New Year resolution, and um, you've already missed it. Uh, you've had enough time to miss it within a couple of weeks. So it creates that, that point of uh, demotivation that I guess we, we want to counteract. So we made a big thing out of uh, 
Blue Monday. As you come into the office in the morning and on a Blue Monday gift cap, you'll find plenty of fruit and variety. We're trying to do sports activities. So there's a running club and a yoga club going on uh, this Monday. And there's also uh, at, at uh, 5 p.m. in the evening. So, so there's lots of activity going up throughout the day. And we felt, well, it would make a lot of sense to bring um, uh, a leader in, in this side of things like, like yourself, Steve, to talk about... Um, uh, effective hacks because very often um, it, it is those hacks that we struggle with when we're creating our, our New Year's resolutions. Yeah, no, I've had a good uh, day today just delivering um, some content around around behavior change and it's a good time of the year to try to think about that, right? Even on a personal level and, and an organizational level. Um, Alistair, so in your work with kind of managing the, the, the people um, division here in, in GIFGAF, you know, start of the year is there any particular areas that you're looking at to try and look at people's behavior within within the company funny, funny enough we've, we've just closed our yearly people engagement survey so at the moment we're sort of crunching data looking at trends this why this sort of stuff is super super timely but we know that january is traditionally really really serious you're mm-hmm. talking about aprs performance reviews big hairy goals that you're setting yourself for the next year and the year after so that's why, hence, Blue Monday comes in, because everyone sort of falls foul on those. But um, from a people perspective, we're just trying to sit back a little bit and not just rush out of the traps too quickly. Yeah. So we've got 11 months to focus on engagement. We want to make sure that we're focusing on those sort of, as you put it, keystone behaviours and keystone habits. Mm-hmm. So the moment we're drinking it all in, we're looking at all the data, we're starting to have conversations, and then pinning down the right people and getting them in the right room at the right time is... Is, is, is our focus for me for January because I've, I've done it before I've jumped into stuff too early before you know it, you're six months into something you're burned which, out <laughs> I'm burned out we're burned yeah. out and we don't even need to be bloody doing it so it's sort of a it's a it's a time to sit back reflect not daydream but start thinking what does this all mean yeah 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 and you know from my understanding of, of the way of working here uh, it, it seems that well-being is, is is taken pretty seriously right um would you agree with that? I mean, what are some of the other distinguishing features of, of working at GIFGA? I think this is probably one of the only businesses where I've worked with so many members of the leadership team who are so zoned in. And uh, it's not because they're sort of the, the, the parents or what have you. They're so zoned in to knowing that the, the marginal gain, the difference is in the people and creating an environment where we can thrive and knowing that it's the, the, the stuff you put in your body, the food you eat, all the other things that you do. Um, I was reading the other day that most people now don't necessarily have the, the, the connections and the community they used to have back in the day because they've moved away from the family and friends. So they seek that emotional connection in work and workplaces have got uh, quite influential to create that sort of what they call it, choice architecture, those sort of behaviours to create and the right behaviours. So how eat, sleep, move, all those sort of simple things. But I've never and even worked. just the fact that we're, we're, we spend so much time at work nowadays, right? Yes. We're, we're, I was trying to talk to someone about it over the weekend while I was going on a, funny enough, I was on a run. I was saying to my friend who used to work at GIFGAF, so we, with the economy now, in my view, is a thinking economy. We're paying people to think. But we've all got sort of this, I don't know, however many amount of thoughts we've got a day. We don't just want to use them all up straight away. So from a business perspective, now we've got 250 of these people and we're paying them to think. We want them to do some of their best thinking. Yeah. So how do we do that? Oh, it's not just give them sort of context and a mission and fire them up. It's about making sure they're doing what's best for themselves because I'm a prime example. Sometimes put myself last rather than f- um, focusing on me 
first to make sure I'm 100%. I think as a business, we've got a lot to do around there. And we, we do quite a lot, but I think there's so much more. So yeah. much more. So it was interesting just seeing, um, you know, I've, I've known you guys for a couple of years and I've, um, uh, you know, gave a talk a couple of years ago, but this is the first time I've been in the office space. Mm. So it was interesting to see everyone packed in and a really, you know, positive culture. Um, but you're kind of bursting at the seams, which is a good thing, right? So you've you've grown quite a lot, Kim, in the last um, the last couple of years, right? I mean, you're going to a new place soon. Yeah, you yeah. new premises and yes. Well, I mean, the, the, those are the the healthy pains of growth, right? Of successful business is that um, this is going to be we're going to be moving into our fourth office space. So uh, we're a company of 250, and probably the space that we're in. Uh, fits well about 200 of us. So um, it, it, it's been something we've been looking for uh, quite thoroughly over over the this, this area of Oxbridge, and we, we found a, a very good um, opportunity to move into a, a bigger space. And it's just an opportunity, again, just to, to think with the current challenges, with the current um, things we know about culture and engagement is how do you design offer space? And I know that, you know, leaders from um, Jeff Bezos to... To Steve Jobs at the time, we're thinking a lot about those uh, those spaces, right? And and you mentioned uh, Google on your presentation, so so we're, we're taking all those examples and we're thinking about okay, how do we make sure that as we go into a new space, we we've got um, you know the right level of of, um, of architecture which will mm-hmm. enable um, collaboration, which is again another one of our strong values. As, as you've noticed today, pretty much half of us are working standing up. And, and there's two reasons for this. Uh, one of them is because we've realized, uh, especially in this agile um, environment, agile methodology that we are um, encouraging every tour board, that, that um, by standing up, you, you have more effective communications and you're, mm-hmm. you're moving to talk to people because you're already standing up rather than, you know, chatting over, over email. So that's, that's brought a very positive vibe um, in the environment. And, and also we've had to do it out of necessity. We, mm-hmm. we, we can't just... No space for all There's chairs. no space for no <laughs> protests anymore. So, yeah. so standing up is was probably the only option, but it's come with a with a positive side uh, to it as well. Yeah, no, it's really interesting, and you know, environment, the physical, you know, design of the environment is is uh, you know a big area now of development in many companies. So it'll be interesting to see what you do, and you know, the present environment is apart from just being packed out. Does look uh, does look pretty good and pretty positive, as I said. So you've got two hundred and fifty people just now. First of all, looking back, um, you've been in from day one, right, Kim? Yes. So what what did that look like? Were you number three in the door, or what was it like in those well, early days? Out of those who are still gift uh, gaff, yeah, there's there's uh, there's three of us that were out of the two fifty that were there, I guess pre-launch, which was so I joined September two thousand and nine. The brand director Tom Rainsford. Would be the number two, and the CEO Mike Fairman would be number one. So yeah, I suppose I'm officially number three. Now uh, it's changed dramatically. I mean, when you think about the early days uh, of GifGaf, we st- we were born within um, a building at O2 in Slough. It doesn't exist anymore. And uh, but the idea was always to keep us completely separate because again, culture is fundamental. And we never we always knew that um, keeping ourselves contained within the O2 and Telefonica would always, you know keep us away from developing our own culture. We yeah. were very um, mindful about who we were recruiting from those very early days, but possibly we weren't taking um, so much, we weren't putting so much effort into culture as we are doing today 
Why? Because it was a battle. Like inter- all entrepreneurs, it's a battle for survival. Sure. You're just there out just to ensure that you, you make it through the first year. And that creates a culture on its own, a culture of performance, a culture of, uh, you know, the drive and growth. And that, I think we still embody it uh, today. But obviously, as you grow, not everyone's got that, um, you know, aspiration for entrepreneurism. And uh, very often, you just need to adapt to, I guess, the, the profile of, of, of business specialists and, and uh, digital specialists that come through, which are probably more in the millennial mindset, very different a traditional entrepreneur that doesn't mind working all days, all hours and all weekends to, to get stuff done. Yeah. So, yeah, becoming more, of course, survival is first, is the priority. And then you become much more mature in developing, yeah, your processes, your way of doing things. And one of the things that I've been really interested in the last year or two is your development around the uh, the, the joyous republic of of Gifgaf. So do you want to just yeah. talk through what that means? Sure. So so that came as an idea a couple of years ago. Um, it, it's a period of time we were thinking about mission and, and we landed it on um, uh, together with our members, anything is possible. And we thought, what's the best way to land this? And we wanted to think about culture from from the bottom up. So it didn't, wasn't something the leadership team just came up with these values of positivity, collaboration, grit. Um, so, so yeah, we, we, we started, um, thinking how can we create, you know, a differentiated culture and, and it was great timing as well because we were hitting a very memorable number from a base size perspective and, uh, that's the equivalent of a, of a small country in, in any So members are, are, are customers. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We, we, ca- we call them members and that's very purposely driven. So actually we've got cooters in every meeting room at Gifgap. And if anyone says the C word, <laughs> customer, we, we will, we will love them. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, and, and that, that's purposely driven because we believe that um, by defining our members as such, as members, we are creating this, this culture of collaboration where instead of being a customer, someone who just, you know, comes to you for a specific transaction and leaves. So it's, uh, it's actually a, a key strategic area for us of development this year is how do you, how do we define and how do we um, instill this value of membership around, amongst our member base? Right? Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that's very purposely driven. So so we 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 achieved this point of of, of size, which is was quite memorable. That okay, well that's the equivalent size of a East European country. So why don't we define ourselves as a country? We came up with this concept of the Jewish Republic of Gifka. So um, and yeah, what we did after that is we created our national day, which is a day that we talk a bit about strategy, but mostly. Uh, it's about collaboration and, and having a bit of fun outdoors. And we do that um, once a year around June time. We also created passports. So um, all our all our um, team have got passports for the Jewish Republic of Gifgaf, which will be handed over in production and, and onboarding of Gifgaf. So, and those, because you get stamped for, for key events, right? So every national day you do get a stamp. Um, and it creates a bit more of that sense of belonging to something special. But I think the, the most... Um, important part of, of the Joyce Republic is the ministry. So we've mm. got five ministries. Alistair is one of them. Ministry of Development. We've got the Ministry of Party and Good Times, which is Kate. We've got the Ministry of Health and Wellbeing, which is uh, Laia. We've got the Ministry of Sports, which uh, is Mark. And we've got the Ministry of Good Deeds that we haven't announced yet because there's been a change in organization in the ministries. So, but yeah, th- this is uh, also driving a lot of the, the un- culture within the organization. And again, it doesn't come from the top our ministries are spread across different hierarchies within the organization it's all about driving those those different aspects that often make a big difference you know 
having fruit in the morning. That's mm-hmm. an initiative driven by the Ministry of uh, of Health and Wellbeing. Having yoga in the evenings, um, same with the Running Club Ministry of Sports, and having sharing lunches or having um, we do like a, a bake off during October November time. That's the Ministry of Good Deeds. Just thinking about initiatives that bring us close together. If it comes from those those areas, it it, it definitely resonates across the whole organization a lot more than if it was just leadership team putting dates on diaries. Yeah, and I guess it links to your comments, Alistair, on, you know, related to what people do at work and how they spend their lives, you know, the amount of time that they're there. Um, and, and recognizing that holistic view of people. It's not just that they're there, they're working selves, and then they forget about everything else. So these ministries cover all areas of a life, right? So you're the minister of Development. What, yeah. What, how does that work on a kind of day-to-day well, basis or day-to-day? But ministry of development, to be honest, it, it sort of really merges with my sort of day-to-day job because I'm sort of focused on development and development opportunities for people at, um, at GiveGap. So it's whether the best way to put it, um, trying to explain, add on to what Kim said about the the ministries is really we're just creating a platform. A platform as we get bigger and bigger and bigger empowers people to step up. So if someone wants to approach someone who's in the ministry or whether it's me, ministry of development, to go actually out. I'd like to talk this, and I, I, I'm really, really into this Bitcoin thing. I'm like, what the hell's Bitcoin? Is all I'm really, really into it, and I think quite a few people in the business will be into it. Any chance I could do a little talk? Mm-hmm. And I'm sometimes just the enabler to go, great idea, love it. What do you need? When can you do it? And just give that person a little bit of confidence. This is just one example. And unfortunately, 13, uh, seven months ago, Will did his Bitcoin talk, and I didn't really, I, I couldn't attend, and I didn't invest any money because <laughs> apparently he tells me that we're, we, I would have. Um, I would 13 times my investment. Wow, so it's little things like that. So yeah. that's one example, whether it's getting people in to do talks, whether it's um, we went to a, a talk with Sir Ranulph Fiennes, the adventurer. Really, really great. Only a few of us could go. Um, so what we did, I did was made sure that because that was brilliant, opened it up to everyone at GiftGaff. And sometimes it's just being that person. It's, it sounds quite hierarchical, but it's just being that person that people can go to and go, to hey, open a door, right? I've got yeah. an idea. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about this? And especially when you've got a company of introverts. Just having that person they can go to. Someone came to me last week, said, have we got a volunteering policy? Because I've got an idea. Brilliant. That person may deliver on that idea, but just having the other person to give you the confidence to do it, rather than sitting there and writing a strategy. What's the strategy for the Ministry of Development this year? Just going, hey, we've done 20 things. It's reminding people it's there. Reminding people some stuff comes from us. A lot of stuff comes from the bottom. Because one point, um, I think one of the biggest challenges we have with uh, engagement and culture and everything at GiftGaff at the moment is it's changing people's view and influencing people's view. Um, we want people to take part. We want people just to turn up. So we want to create an environment where people, we, me and Kim have talked about cultural ad rather than cultural fit. We want people to bring something else. And the ministries are the vehicles which help them bring what they've got. It could be karate, it could be judo, it could be mindfulness, it could be mm-hmm. yoga. Um, or even beer yoga, which is apparently a thing. Um, <laughs> it's rather than it just coming from me, Kim, Tom, Ash, Mike, sitting in the room thinking, what can we do to engage our folks? Yeah, it creates that platform. So, so this actually, this is one of the most difficult questions I ask in an interview process. Yeah. So I always ask this question towards the end because it freaks some people out. <laughs> they're not really fit to the culture. And I talk to them about the Jewish Republic, about the ministries, and and just in terms of how everyone participates in the culture. And then the question over to them is, okay, how can how are you going to make gift cup culture better? What can you bring up? And yeah, for people who are not used to this environment, like, yeah. well, um, I haven't really thought about this. It's just they're never prepared for this question because it's so unusual. If 
for them to participate in areas of culture. But that's we need to set it from the very start. There's the expectation. You just yeah. you don't come here with people organizing things around you. No, no, you're here to organize things for everyone as well. And if we're hiring curious people, one of our, one of our key key behaviors, people should be going out to sort of discover what's available to them because there's already somebody who's going through the same challenge that you've been through. There's, there's Even if there's like four people who just want to talk about religion or someone who wants to go for a run or someone who wants to do something else, if we can create that sort of sense of community, if that one person happens to be a marketer, one person happens to be a developer, and one person happens to be a financier, and I'm in a coaching group with a, a, a similar sort of um, trio, then you've got those sort of crazy interactions, and then you've sort of fostered potential creativity or created a relationship where someone could go, well, over a game of pool, are you work, what, that project you're working on? And that developer goes, no, you can't do that because you haven't considered this. We need to talk about this. And it takes it offline, and you end up with so much momentum. So I think Google... I've seen it somewhere, they call it serendipitous interactions. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's what we can do to create more of those bumps within the business so people can strike common interests, common grounds, because we know the second thing they'll talk about will be gift gaff, will be work, and then we'll get something back from it. So the aggregation of all of those is what drives our culture. So it's what we can do, what everyone can do to create and craft these opportunities and it's, it's office space. Yeah. So it's, it's incredibly... Uh, draining in a, in a good way. There isn't, I, I mean, that is sort of like a, quite, a, quite a positive way because you, you're always thinking about it. Yeah. What could I do better? How can we do this? How come people aren't loving this? How can I get people to step up and do more? And now it's 250. It seems like a small number, but it's. If you can get, yeah. So if you've got 250 and you have got that, if you harness that level of engagement of those people and that intellectual. You know, weight. Let's say, then, then that is potentially of, of, of great value. Yeah. I mean, in terms of what you're saying there is, you know, we've talked before about these bumps or accidental encounters in a very physical environment sense. But what you're talking about there, if you can get people interested in what their own passion is as well, and passion is a bit been overdone, you know, recently. But you know, passion and purpose. But if you get people to actually think more or bring more of themselves mm-hmm. within the gift gas sphere, then then you guys are not going to win, right? I think so. I think if people are doing the sort of their, their hygiene things, the, the things which they like, whether it's sort of the, the yoga, the mindfulness, the this, that, the other, it gives us a little bit of time. Uh, like at home, if you've got a little bit of free time, you can think of the crazy stuff. While they're focusing on the, the bringing in the running clubs, the mindfulness clubs, the yoga clubs, we could go, Kim could go off and research something, come out with something completely out there because he's got that little bit of thinking time rather than just to deliver the hygiene factors. And it seems like um, a lot of businesses are onto culture engagement marginal gains all that sort of stuff now so the bar is constantly getting raised i always joke with the financiers every year it's all right for those guys they can bank last year's profit and we can build on them engagement starts again yeah and we have to start from scratch it's <laughs> like the lego ceo i often use this in some of my sessions he says no every every year we throw out the trophies and we start again yes uh, which is good but it's also it's, <laughs> it's, it's scary in a way right it is um so kim you know vision for the future you know you're you're the population of a small eastern european country at the moment right. what were you looking to uh, stay you know population of the us or china <laughs> or india or what's what's the future hold for Givka? yeah well it's going to take a while to get to that level <laughs> but uh yeah obviously it is growth we as part of the telefonica group group uh, it's all about is growth uh but more and more we're, we're serving as an example within within the group so i'm being invited to to universitas i'm being invited to 
O2 and and uh, there are other I guess, countries within the Telefonica footprint who are very interested. You get the Nobel World Congress next totally. year, right? Well, well yeah, they're not. Sorry, they're in, in a month. month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a month's time, I'm talking in MWC. So there's there is um yeah a lot of interest of uh, Gifcam how we've done things because um I guess one of our strongest points that actually does make a big difference in terms of how we operate and how we grow is our, our net promoter score. So it's our satisfaction score is the highest one within the UK, but also I guess you compare as worldwide, it's very hard to find a, a score as, as, as high as, as ours. So it's a 60, over 68 net promoter score is, is, is quite unprecedented for a, for a telecommunication business. So it's, everyone's asking, how do you do it? How do you do it? Right. So, and, um, and obviously if we can uh, service, uh, as, as an example, within the Telefonic Group, brilliant, because a lot of their ambitions for transformation are actually what GiftCap is all about. So um, are we the future within the group? I'd like to think so. And, and maybe there, there is potential for us to to go international, um, uh, given, I guess, the, the, the references that are being made a, about us. Um, th- that's on one side. But yeah, still within the UK, we've got masses of potential for, for continuous growth. We know we are a very... Um, uh, we're a brand with a very high consideration, very high awareness, and uh, if we continue doing what we're doing in the way we're doing it, um, I, yeah, I can see us hopefully developing into to a larger uh, size, as so maybe it's equivalent country, maybe a larger European, European <laughs> country. But uh, yeah, it's, it's still, I suppose, it's, it's as, as Alistair was saying earlier, it's it's step by step step here. Um, we we don't want to be everyone victims of our own success, putting ourselves very ambitious targets. I remember when we launched GifGap in, in 2009, we were doing you know, strategies about you know, the potential uh, ceiling and we never thought we would be getting to the size that we are today. Um, but yeah, obviously when you get to this dimension and you see that the, the this, this is a very strong uh, um, awareness already and, and, and a desire to join us as a network, then yeah, you start dreaming bigger. And um, some of those dreams transcend, I guess, telecommunications. Um, uh, we've, we've developed initiatives around financial, financial banking, financial spaces. So you're going to be seeing more of that throughout the year. And um, because, yeah, we do see that within our, our base, which are mostly um, young millennials. They do struggle financially. It's very hard to own a property nowadays and, and, and manage, managing your, your budget is, is always a day-to-day challenge. So we are thinking about ways we can, we can address that for, for our core base, core audience. That's great. So wishing you the best of luck. Thank you. With all of that, uh, Kim, many thanks. Alistair, many thanks. Thank you.